and Sergeant Oliver Franklin are waiting for the arrival of the Durban train. Well, that will take you back a hundred years. <laughs> but how brilliant. Do you remember that for sure? The Rabubi and squad cars, you guys are ferociously sending in your WhatsApps. Andy Khriava says, my grandpa sat in a corner of their lounge by the radiogram, listening to the rugby every day at home Early every school day, we listened to Uncle Eric Egan, who told us children, I love you, before we pedaled off to school at 7 o'clock. Radio has always been very special in my life. Well, we love that one. Then um, someone else saying, my first was Ukozi FM Top 20 by Kansas City Mchunu. Then later in my life, SFM specific team show, Heads Up, Ben and Mandla Shongwe, especially with a long Madagascar song. And of course, JSB, that's from TM Madlala, Radio Rock's Big Time. Someone else saying, I now listen much more being older and locked down, and I love the classical music programs on the weekend afternoon. Please include these um, or continue with these wonderful sessions. Um, someone, oh, oh, Ice Block Bloco in Volcom says, I love fresh new stuff, and I used to listen to Radio Springbok playing the top 40 rock music on Friday afternoons back then. Now, my late brother, uh, may his soul rest in peace, also used to like rock music, and I've never left the radio. Still today, I continue to listen. And then Cindy says, my ritual every morning is to make coffee, jump back into bed, switch on SFM and listen for half an hour. Thanks for a great show. There you go. That was the question we were asking you. What uh, are your radio listening happens? Geez, that took you back in time. Hey? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, that's completely crazy. We'd love to hear. Oh, my goodness. You guys are going absolutely crazy. We'd love to hear from you to see what you think about um, radio and what does radio mean for you? Dr. Phil Mahuma, one of our regular listeners in Midstream, guess what? You got the journey right for the short left. Yep, you got it. And of course, the question for the short left that Uzai has given us, and she's challenging us big time, is in the Valley of a Thousand Hills, where the Umgeni River and the Umgeku Rivers meet, what is the site you will find? That's uh, the short left question for you. Nevertheless, we're going to go back in time. We have been going back in time. We're going to Stay back in time for a little bit. Um, I saw a fantastic article in Business Live this week about um, Hillbrow then and now. And just what an extraordinary place Hillbrow is and was um, and, and how it's changed but still remains this incredibly colorful place and, and the fascinating story behind it. So on the line, we have Brian McKechnie, uh, who was uh, the co-author of the article. He's an architect and heritage consultant. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Brian, you know, I know that you wrote this article with Joe Botendacht, who does the tours, the walking tours around Hillbrow and various areas in that vicinity. And I think what struck me about the article was some of the history that um, I was unaware of when it came to Hillbrow. And I wonder if you could take us back in time a little. So, I mean, Hillbrow was proclaimed in the in the 1890s. So it's one of the really old suburbs of Johannesburg. And when it was proclaimed, obviously it was uh, single-family residences. So it was these quite uh, quite um, fancy Joburg houses for well-to-do people. And the reason that they felt that Hillbrow was so attractive was, number one, because it was close to the CBD and close to a tram stop, but also because it was elevated. So you had this beautiful aspect or view out across the city. Um, and it was actually only in the 1940s when the height restrictions were lifted on the suburb 
that suddenly you had this massive growth with all of these very tall buildings being built. And the sort of hillbrow that we know today, which is this giant flatland, um, was constructed. So, yeah, it, it started out life as, as like, a, I suppose, a bit of a sleepy suburb of Johannesburg. But even before that, it was, in fact, a, a mining area. And I understand that original mining claims then became those residential stands. There, there were mining claims, although <clears throat> I think most of the, the paying claims were in the Reinke's-Larkta Triangle, which is more you know, in the downtown area of Johannesburg around um, Marshallstown and Ferreresdorp. So I, I think the claims where Hillbrow was, you know, those, those wouldn't have been, uh, those wouldn't have been the, the claims that actually yielded a lot of gold, which is why it would have been established as a suburb quite early on. Brian, I do understand that um, obviously the name Hillbrow is named after the fact that it is a hill and something to do with the lip of the hill or something like that? So yeah, I think it's it's a geographic name. So yeah, it refers it refers to being on the hill, and the hill, you know, obviously you've got the old Joburg Gen up on that hill as well. So it was referring to Hospital Hill and the brow of the hill. So tell us, as an architect, what are the buildings that really strike you that you think that's still an amazing building that we need to go and look at? I mean, I'm thinking actually of the Transverka building, which is on Constitution Hill, and just how beautiful that building is. I know they're turning it into a space for artists and the like, which is really very exciting. Tell us a little bit about some of the buildings that like make you go, whoa, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many great buildings in Hillbrow. I mean, I think it's a, it's a fantastic collection of mid-century modern buildings, which uh, I suppose are the, the kind of buildings that a lot of people feel are slightly brutal and architects always love. Um, but then there's also um, buildings like the old... Um, the old uh, Freden's Catcher, which is the Lutheran church, um, which is a very, very beautiful um, <clears throat> Romanesque church building constructed out of stone with amazing stained glass windows. It's also got a brand new building, which is the, um, the Outreach Foundation, which was constructed by local studio architects and is the sort of translucent box that kind of glows and is a, like a community center within Hillbrow. Um, and then, you know, buildings like the Hillbrow or, um, yeah, the Hillbrow Tower, which I think is like a Joburg landmark. Every single Joburg skyline that you see has got that tower on it. And, you know, you can see it right across the city, whether you're in Soweto or whether you're in Santon, you can see the Hillbrow Tower. And it kind of marks the heart of Johannesburg. Um, so some very iconic buildings. I mean, there's also Ponty City, which I think um, is a building that's captured every Joburger's imagination and heart over time. So... Various, various interesting buildings um, yeah, within Hillbrow. Let's talk about Ponte City for a moment. We know that there's um, an organization, fantastic organization, called Lala Nje, and they um, work closely with Ponte City. But we also know that there's, the, there's that race that you can do running all the way up those stairs of Ponte City. And I'm, I'm not sure how many floors. Is it 50 floors? It could be more. It's 54. It's 54 floors. When it was constructed, it was the tallest residential building in the world. So, yeah, that's, that's sure. a lot of stairs to run up. <laughs> and uh, do you know Glala and Jay? I do. Um, it's a fantastic organization. And they've, they, they do immersive tours within Hillbrow. So I think they do a lot of outreach programs, not only with the people in the, in the Ponty building, but also with people in the surrounding areas. So if you go on one of their tours, they'll actually take you into Hillbrow. Um, you can go and have a, you know, a drink at one of the Shabins or get some food. And then they've got a fantastic spot on the 54th floor of Ponty. So at the end of your uh, tour, you can go up and have drinks up on the 54th floor. And you've got like this... Uh, 
360-degree view all the way across downtown Joburg and to the north as well, which is pretty spectacular. So, Brian, if people are listening and they go, geez, you know what, I want to do a walkabout. Maybe you even live in Hillbrown. You're thinking, you know, there's, there's buildings in my area that I know nothing about, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about. Um, what would I do? How could I get hold of you guys? So <clears throat> the best way is probably either um, uh, if you Google Lala and Jay, you'll get their details. You can also Google Past Experiences, which, which is Joe's tour company. Yeah. And the talk that Joe and I did was actually for Joburg Heritage Foundation. So you can also Google Joburg Heritage um, and you'll get the details of the Johannesburg Heritage Foundation. So all three of those organizations have tours of Hillbrow and information on Hillbrow um, and resources to kind of get to know the suburb a little bit better. So we just want to say thanks very much. It's a fascinating article with some really interesting stories in it and also interesting photographs as well. So thanks very much. Brian McKechnie is an architect and heritage consultant. You can also find out, as he mentioned, from past experiences or go and look up Dlala Nje. Those guys just rock the area. Dlala Nje, D-L-A-L-A-N-J-E. And uh, also, if you live in Hillbrow, maybe you do. We know, for example, uh, David.